This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 501 of the Stable Scoop Show. Please support our title sponsor, Springtime Supplements, as they make this show possible. The rest of the scoop is back as Gail Stewart brings us an original called The Whistling Bronc. And we are excited to welcome a new title sponsor, Springtime Supplements. Well, this is Glenn the Geek, and you're listening to The Stable Scoop Show on the Horse Radio Network. I'm so excited to announce that the rest of the Scoop stories have been so popular that we decided to make those the entire Stable Scoop Show. Most of the shows on the Horse Radio Network, as you know, are long form and last almost an hour. So we decided that we needed to make a show that was bite-sized. You know, two flakes instead of a whole bale. There are times, I know, when you're out and about and when you're listening to podcasts that you only have a few minutes. You maybe only have five or ten minutes, and you don't want to start one of our longer shows. Well, Stable Scoop will now be that perfect two-flaker for you. So from this point on, Stable Scoop will just be the story. It will just be the rest of the scoop. If you are new to the show, the rest of the Scoop stories are professionally written about historical horses or horse people told in the style of uh, Paul Harvey's The Rest of the Story or Mike Rose The Way I Heard It. Yep, you don't find out the answer till the end. We've been doing them for over 20 episodes now, so if you've missed those, go back and take a listen to them. They started episode 482, and you can listen to all the ones after that. There have been some fantastic stories in there. Today's author is Gail Stewart. She's the author of 100 Horses in History. It's a terrific book. And she writes today's amazing story of one cantankerous horse. The second edition of 100 Horses in History is now out. She added the last two Triple Crown winners, American Pharaoh and Justify. You can find it at Barnes & Noble. And it would make a great Christmas gift. Search for 100 Horses in History. We are also super excited to welcome a brand new title sponsor to Stable Scoop, Springtime Supplements. Springtime Supplements has been dedicated to improving the lives of horses with the Springtime brand of supplements, and they've been doing it since 1979. I asked the HRN auditors about using Springtime, and I got comments like this. Yep, I've used their spirulina for my COPD mare and dog joint products. Their customer service was good, shipping always on time. And another one said, I use their daily calm for my mare. And another auditor said... I use their dog supplement, and it seems to work really well. Springtime offers supplements for joint health, immune support, calming, hoof and coat, insect control, and much, much more. Before I tell you about one of their really interesting products, Ahi Flower Oil, I wanted to mention they have a special just for listeners the Stable Scoop Show. If you receive an automatic 15% off and free shipping just for mentioning the show. Be sure you go to Springtime Inc dot com slash stable scoop call one of their knowledgeable reps and be sure to mention the discount code stable scoop have you heard of ahi flower oil we all know about the importance of essential fatty acids for horses we talked about that a lot on the shows but recently a plant was discovered to provide completely balanced omega-3 6 and 9 they call it ahi flower until now, you had a few options. You could use fish oil, but let's face it, horses are herbivores. They don't tend to eat fish. There's also flax, but ahi flour has been shown in clinical studies to provide better omega-3, 6, and 9 absorption and balance in horses. It's proven to be better than flax or fish. 
This is the type of expertise you get from Springtime, who are always at the forefront of the latest research. And don't forget, Springtime also has a full line of canine supplements to keep your dogs at peak wellness, too. That website, again, is springtimeinc.com slash stablescoop. The Whistling Bronc by Gail Stewart. Around the year 1900, a feisty coal black horse was born near Chugwater, Wyoming. His destiny was life as a working cow horse. Well, that didn't quite work out. Ranch hands found him impossible to train. Bug Gillespie, a rancher who knew him, recalled in a 1952 Hoofs and Horns magazine article, he would stand with his legs spraddled out and his head down, rest a while, and then take off again. Any man who could ride him for the first series of bucks was usually glad to slide off before the second series started. He hit the ground with such force that he would bounce halfway around as if made of steel. Another horseman tried, then another. In 1901, his career path changed, and he burst with a buck onto the public stage at the Festival of Mountain and Plain in Denver. Forever after, he was feared and revered as one of the best saddle broncs to ever live. Rodeos in those days were loosely constructed affairs, staged in open fields, encircled by wagons, cars, people on foot and horseback. Bucking horses were snubbed to the saddle horns of dependable cow ponies. Riders mounted as best they could, and they were turned loose, and the chaos ensued. And it's not like today, with a measly eight seconds, riders were required to ride for 30 seconds, or until the horse stopped bucking. This black bronc was stout and strong at 1,200 pounds. He had a coarse head, a short back, long hips, and boasted of a bit of Percheron blood. In the fall of 1902, John Coble and Sam Moore bought him for $25. Soon after, William F. Buffalo Bill Cody offered $2,000 for him, hoping to star him in his Wild West shows. Coble and Moore refused Cody's offer and kept their bronc until they died. Gillespie remembered that Bronk simply put more force in his jumps and lasted longer with the mostest jumps than any other horse. A touch of whimsy complimented his spine-snapping, teeth-jarring, face-in-the-dirt bucking philosophy. He whistled. Yup, Saddle Bronx riders knew they were on the firing line when he whistled. A peculiarity caused by a nose injury. He pitched and reared and twisted and turned and whistled as he worked. In a 1905 rodeo in Cheyenne, Wyoming, bronc rider Otto Plaga stayed on him for 88 jumps before being ejected high into the sky. Guy Holt rode him in a Wyoming County Fair and complained later that his back never fully recovered from the jolting and jarring he suffered on the storm deck of that whistling bronc. Champion bronc rider Billy Bender rode him for about 10 seconds, but the constant jolting caused blood to rush to his head. He nearly blacked out, then fell off and joined the legions of cowboys defeated by the whistling bronc. The horse was clever and conniving and devised one particularly devilish way to dispatch his riders. Once the cowboy was aboard, he ran to the center of the arena, unimpeded by people or horses, and quickly threw his rider. His famous trick of twisting in the air with front legs and hind legs kicking in different directions was equally efficient. Eventually, rodeo promoter C.B. Irwin bought him and starred him as a kind of traveling billboard, using him to meet all comers in promoting his rodeos nationwide. 
Successful riders were few and far between. As a matter of fact, in 1908, at the Cheyenne Frontier Days, Dick Stanley drew his name. It was Stanley's final ride. He rode him and won the championship. Five years passed, and he tossed more and more riders up and then down into the dirt. He proved too much for just about everyone. Riding him was deemed unfair to cowboys trying to make a living. He was pulled from competition and became a sideshow. A hat was passed, and any cowboy who could ride him won the jackpot. If he was thrown, promoters kept the money. Few riders were successful, and the promoters loved it. Years passed, and as happens with most great athletes, age gentled him. Gillespie saddled him, tended him, and led him in parades, which LeBronc really enjoyed. He seemed to like the band music and kept step to it. And what of the iconic Bucking Horse and Rider logo, a trademark of Wyoming's license plate, the Wyoming State Quarter, and the University of Wyoming? Most dyed-in-the-wool Wyomingites are convinced, and will tell you so, that their whistling saddle bronc was the model and inspiration for that logo. Therein lies the controversy. It was designed by Wyoming Secretary of State Lester C. Hunt in 1936, using rider Stubb Farlow as a model. As a U.S. Senator, Hunt confirmed to Wyoming State Archives and Historical Department that the black gelding was not the logo's model. The artwork, some say, is a composite of many good saddle broncs. The big bronc died at age 14 from blood poisoning, the result of a nasty wire cut on the back right leg. After all of that, and it is 14 years, he never failed to buck, never bucked into crowds, and never fell. All controversy aside, the Whistling Bronc is and always will be a celebrity among rodeo superstars. Bronze sculptures of him grace the University of Wyoming campus and the Cheyenne Frontier Days Old West Museum. In 1979, he was inducted into the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame in Colorado Springs. And a stone marker honors him at the Memorial Gardens of the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Center in Oklahoma City. So that black Whistling Bronc, who was a fan of band music, was named for a river-going vessel that signals its intentions with a whistle. Yup, his name was Steamboat. Well, that story was written by Gail Stewart. Don't forget to pick up a copy of her book, 100 Horses in History from Barnes & Noble. Makes a great Christmas gift. Well, thank you for joining us on this Stable Scoop episode. You can find all the past episodes of the Stable Scoop radio show at StableScoop.com. Also, you can find all 15 of the shows on the Horse Radio Network by just downloading our Horse Radio Network app on the iOS or Android app store. or going to horseradionetwork.com. And remember to visit our title sponsor, Springtime, at springtimeinc.com slash stablescoop. And use the coupon code stablescoop for 15% off and free shipping. This show will be coming out twice a month now, so look for the next episode in two weeks. And let me know, Glenn, at horseradionetwork.com, if you're enjoying these stories, or maybe, perhaps, if you'd like to try and write one. That's it, everybody, and happy scooping. Happy scooping.